You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health Podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Do you find it hard to sleep at night? Then the Calm Cove podcast can help you sleep deeply all night long. Calm Cove has deeply relaxing meditation music and ambient sounds, like ocean waves and crackling fires. All of our episodes are designed to help you relax and to fall asleep fast. Calm Cove is brought to you by the team behind Sleep Cove, the sleep podcast that consists of spoken word hypnosis, meditation and stories. So if you want to listen to a beautiful soundscape tonight, search for Calm Cove on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and see how we're helping millions of people relax and go to sleep every night. Hello and welcome back to A Mindful Moment. We're very grateful for our listeners and we know we have a lot of new listeners from around the world finding us in the COVID-19 Essential Listening Collection created by Apple. So welcome to you too. There's never been a better time to build your mindfulness skills. Mindfulness not only improves your mental, emotional, and physical well-being, but provides a foundation for remaining calm during stressful challenges and events. Through mindful thoughts and actions, we can do more than just survive these challenges. We can continue to thrive. The key to becoming more mindful is simply practice. We hope this podcast will provide you with knowledge, inspiration, motivation, and helpful strategies to cope with current events. Working together, we can not only get through any situation, but can learn and grow from the experience. So let's get started. Mindfulness includes compassion and the understanding that we're all connected. There is a greater good to be considered in every act we perform. Watching how this virus has spread around the world, and recognizing that those who don't cooperate with the restrictions designed to slow it down can very negatively affect many others, has been a very strong example of this. But on the upside, many people have become more aware than ever before just how connected we all are. I think there are long-term implications from this that have the potential to make our new world a better place. While we may all be connected and we're all experiencing the same disruption to our daily lives, we're not all experiencing the same circumstances. There is so much need around the world right now, it can feel pretty overwhelming. We're already stressed out, anxious, or downright scared, and thinking about doing anything beyond hunkering down and surviving probably seems impossible. The amazing thing is, people are reaching out and helping others. It's hard to believe that anything positive can come from such a terrible event, but evidence of just that is emerging all around the world. It restores my hope in humanity to see such acts of compassion and kindness. Interestingly, when we help others donate money, or volunteer our services, 
we benefit as much if not more than the receiver of our generosity. Many studies show that giving to others can also help protect our mental and physical health. It can reduce stress, combat depression, keep us mentally stimulated, and provide a sense of purpose. And under our current circumstances, increasing our own well-being and health is definitely a plus. Do you have neighbors in need? Elderly acquaintances who might be alone with no support? Do you know moms and dads that might be struggling with trying to do their jobs from home while dealing with children underfoot? Are there people in your community that have lost their jobs and are struggling to obtain food or other necessities? It's time for us to pause and take stock. If you're well and you have what you need, is there a way to offer help? Maybe you have extra toilet paper, the hottest commodity on the market. Or maybe you can make a phone call once a day to someone who is lonely. Or how about extra toys or games that are collecting dust and storage that might entertain someone else's children to help provide relief to the parents? After sanitizing, of course. Just spend a little time considering what you might do to help even one person in your community. It's definitely a sign of the times that I feel warmth for my community when I see someone post a plea on Nextdoor.com for an item, like toilet paper, that they simply can't get anywhere and others immediately post that they will leave a couple of rolls on the porch for the person to pick up. The same with someone asking if anyone can pick up a prescription for them or offering free fruit from their garden and hundreds of other little acts of kindness that add up to a resilient community overcoming strife together. Even the smallest acts of kindness and generosity can make an enormous difference for someone in need, and you'll receive the benefit of improved health and just feeling pretty darn good about yourself. If you haven't lost your source of income, another easy way to help is, of course, through donations. Can you donate even a small amount to a charity in your community or a worthy cause? Volunteering your time is another amazing way you can help. While it's true that the more you volunteer, the more benefits you'll experience, it doesn't have to involve a long-term commitment or take a huge amount of time. Giving in even simple ways can help those in need and improve your health and happiness. Studies show that those who give social support to others have lower blood pressure than people who don't and that people who give their time to help others through community and organizational involvement have greater self-esteem, less depression, and lower stress levels than those who don't. Now, you may be asking yourself, how can you volunteer when you've been ordered to stay home? Actually, there are lots of ways to volunteer from home. I'm currently volunteering by facilitating online sessions in a global initiative called Meditate Together, hosted by Mindful Leader, it's a silent meditation followed by a reflective question and sharing, which is a half hour long in total. There's a session at the beginning of every hour, 24 hours a day, every weekday, and there are participants from all over the world. We had a soldier from Thailand during my session last night, and I can tell you that there's something very moving about holding a space for people all over the world who just want to feel connected. And the best part is... I can volunteer from the safety and comfort of my own home. An organization I volunteer for regularly is My Stuff Bags Foundation, and I'm pleased to share an interview I had with Janine Holmes, CEO and staunch children's advocate.
Welcome, Janine, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to do this with you, Teresa. Me too. We've worked together a long time. For our listeners who don't know that, I volunteer at My Stuff Bags. I'm on the board. It's a wonderful cause, and I've really wanted to get Janine on to this program because they do such good work, and at this time, with everything being so crazy, I think it would be nice to focus on something positive in the world, and that also, again, can help you by volunteering or giving. One of the reasons I dedicate so many hours to this organization is not only because of the good work you do, but because I love the model. It is so based in community and volunteering and mm-hmm. things like that. So I was wondering if we could just start on that happy note. Like, Well, here's our My Stuff bag. We give these bags to abused, neglected, abandoned, and homeless children all across the United States. These are kids who've gone through a really rough time, had a tough experience, have to be removed from home, or are running away from home, going into a domestic violence shelter with mom, whatever may be the case. And the really sad thing is they don't get to bring their belongings with them. Most of the time, it's an emergency. They have to go quickly into foster care or a shelter, and they don't have any of their things to take with them. They don't get to have things of their own. And we feel that children really care about what's tangible and right now and that they can hold in their hands. So the great thing about this is we get to give them a My Stuff bag. And it's wonderful. We fill it up with donated items and we give a child back some security, some stuff to hold on to, some clothes for school the next day. And it's all a happy thing and a good thing and a cheerful thing at an uncheerful time. Absolutely. Now, though, with this disruption, I think is what they're calling it now. (laughs) What's happening with the bags? Bags is working very hard to be ready for all of the children that will be coming into care over the next several months. We know already that um, from the recession and other proof that we've had that domestic violence increases greatly at times of financial stress when parents are losing jobs and when people are isolated and all the circumstances that are going on now. Also, what makes me really sad is all the kids that are on the edge or at risk of of abuse or or are in foster care. School is like an anchor for them. It's It's a place where they get their services, it's a place where they get routine and stability, and that stability is gone now. So what we're doing in a positive way is getting ready for when all of these agencies are able to bring in kids again, and actually we're serving some that have kids right now, that we're getting ready to get more bags into the hands of those children as quickly as possible. Wonderful. Yeah, so... We're not able right now to have our doors open in our volunteer center, so we can't have volunteers come in. Quite fortunately, I uh, have two incredible guys that are roommates in the warehouse, and they're just going to start stuffing like crazy. Then uh, Bob and I are going to go in on the weekends and, and stuff, and we're all doing our social distance thing, but you know, it can be done, and we will. We will do it. Now, how many volunteers do you normally have that are unable to come in right now? Oh, my gosh. We, we probably have 2,000 volunteers go through our building every year. So we have school children, all the local schools and schools from far away will come in. They'll bring in a class and they'll stuff the bags. We have like an assembly line process to stuff the bags. We have church groups. We have, we're surrounded by some wonderful businesses, large corporations that come in and do networking events with us. And altogether, it, it's approximately 2,000 people. We have all the individuals that come in. So we have steady groups of people that come in. And these are people I miss a lot right now. I really do. And there's sweet, precious people that come all the time and help us with everything we need to do to get a bag ready to go out the door. I miss them a lot. 
I miss out. I miss everybody. I, you know, that's my one big thing is I love the buzz at my stuff bags. I love the feel of the place. I love what we're doing. It's all about grassroots participation in something. It's all about giving. Everybody can do something. Everybody can give something. They can contribute to the bag. They can come and stuff the bag. They can send us money to get the bags out the door. And it's that group participation thing that is the magic. There's a purpose. People know that it's all about the bag. Okay, that's it. We're not about any politics or anything else. Yeah. We just want to give comfort to kids who seriously need it. That's the aura. It just goes that way. I consider it a hugely blessed thing in my life. I truly do. It, it's a wonderful thing. Well, we'll get back there. We'll be doing it. I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's actually what I was going to ask you is since people can't come in and volunteer, yes. is there something people could do from home that would help? So that when you get back in there, you're like, you hit the ground running, so to speak. Yes. So here is the situation. The blanket is the soul of every My Stuff bag. Now, the other things we put in the bag are stuffed animal. We always make sure there's toiletries, coloring books, crayons. Everything depends on the age and, and gender of the child. And so we make this as age and gender appropriate as we possibly can. So we do eight different types of bags. But the soul of every single My Stuff bag is the blanket. And we have a no-sew blanket project where you just get fleece, a yard and a half of fleece, and you cut, no sewing, no being fancy, and you tie these little knots, and it makes a beautiful blanket for a child. People all across the country knit, crochet, quilt, and send us these no-sew blankets. So we've been very fortunate that almost every blanket that's been in every My Stuff bag has been a handmade blanket of some kind, which is hugely important to a child. All of our local volunteers and local community can come pick up fabric and make a no-sew blanket. Kids are getting community service hours, so the children are making them at home. Moms and dads are making them. They're doing them as a family. And then everybody who's not in our immediate area can go online and, and get fabric. The directions are on our website at mystuffbags.org. It's super simple. Even I can do it. So it's something that everybody can do. And then just send us blankets for the children because we want to put a blanket in every My Stuff bag. Absolutely. And then of course, anyone out there that crochets, quilts or knits. Oh, we'll take it. Yeah. We, and we've had, as you know, you've seen some absolutely gorgeous blankets. And I'm always so impressed with uh, people who will make a beautiful blanket for a child that they're never going to see, but whose heart they're going to touch just by their yeah. handiwork. And then they're going to touch the child's heart. You know, people who don't want to make blankets or, or want to do something in addition, we really are going to need a lot of funding. We really need a lot of help because no matter... You know, the glory of this is everything that's in the bag is donated. So a child gets a bag and knows that a lot of people cared about them. The difficulty is keeping enough funding coming in to mm. ship the bags out to children because we serve children all across the United States. And we try to do 20,000 My Stuff bags every year. You know, and we have to pay for these duffels and the toiletries and little red toiletry bag. And we have to turn on the lights in the warehouse and all that sort of thing. So others who want to help, please help us with funding. Just go to our website and donate online. Take a look at the video and everything about us. These kids are going to need us desperately. Absolutely. It does actually help the giver as much as the receiver. Oh, absolutely. I, I have seen that over and over again, um, yeah. where, where people that come in to volunteer or, or you know, um, a lot of people write to us and talk about the joy they get from being a part of, a part of this. And yeah. they're all wonderful, incredible donors in our hearts. And um, everybody can be a volunteer to this in some way from any, any place yeah. in the United States or beyond, actually. I was going to tell you a little something that 
in thinking about the children that we serve. My, um, my five-year-old granddaughter, who's quarantined with her lovely little family, her brother and her mom and dad, and they're all isolated together in their house, and they're following all the rules and all the activities, and she's being homeschooled and in all the ways that we want a child to be taken care of. So this little five-year-old is taken to saying, when the virus is over, I'm going to learn to roller skate. When the virus is over, I'm going to have a party. You know, this, <laughs> it, it's so hopeful and optimistic. Yeah. And certain. Yeah. And, you know, this big word uncertainty that everybody keeps saying. Yeah. And I think that the children we serve have already had to deal with so much uncertainty. They don't know if they're going to be taken care of. They're not going to be in school right now. They have had to run away from violence. They've already seen that life can't be stable or they're not in a stable home environment. So, you know, what we're all feeling about uncertainty pales in comparison to the uncertainty that they've already had in their lives. And now one thing I know for certain, it's really going to get harder for these kids. They're going to suffer more and we really need to be ready to take care of them. And all of the agencies that serve these children and the agencies that do things like we do at My Step Band need a lot of support. These kids are the most vulnerable ones. And then, you know, this other thing that I keep hearing is people saying, I just want to help. Well, you can, yeah. you can. And we all feel so much better when we're helping. And I'm, I'm grateful and happier. I know for sure, because I get to help because I get to do something yeah. and, and I have a purpose and a meaning. And, and I think that that's something everybody can realize and, and do. I agree. And I agree. So much better. And at a time when everyone's focused on sickness, it's like the healthiest thing you can do is contribute in some way because it does. I mean, even scientifically, we know it improves our health. So I'm all for that. You know, Teresa, one thing that you you taught me a long time ago, because you and I went through the recession together. And (laughs) I remember it was a very tough time for nonprofits during the recession. Yes, it was. And you would come in and you'd say, just think about today. Just focus on now. What can you do right now? What's going to happen right in this little space of time? Don't keep focusing on the future because you just need to take care of now. And it's the best lesson ever. And it's really helping me now, along with this one that you also taught me. Just breathe. Yes, (laughs) excellent. (laughs) I am saying that a lot every day and I'm having to do that a lot every day. Oh, no kidding. Now, speaking of that, before we close, how are you doing personally? Like how long have you been homebound now? Over a month, I think. We're both pretty vulnerable and just decided and my uh, besides which my my daughters all made us promise we wouldn't go anywhere or do anything they were so worried about us you know my husband's had a huge health risk over the last couple of years I had a health problem over the last year and so um just to be super careful we're staying in how's it going it's hard but I just stay in this moment and okay. I keep breathing and I keep saying, <laughs> I, I got some work to do and I don't have time to sit around. And that's healthier for me. Well, I'm glad you're taking care of yourself. Yes. I wish everyone would follow and be as strict as this to just stay home, even though it can get, you know, tough sometimes. Mm-hmm. It'll make this all pass so much faster and we can get back to something more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, yeah, it will make it will keeping, I think keeping busy. So yeah. I think it's Absolutely. Well, thank you. I want to, I want to say one more time, the name of the website, it's my stuff, S-T-U-F-F bags.org. And you can go online to see what they're doing there or what they were doing up till just recently. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a wonderful, wonderful organization that serves a lot of kids. And I hope you keep it in mind. If you feel like you need to do something for someone else, 
whether it's to help them or to make yourself feel better. So thank you, Janine, so much. For oh, thank you us. so much, Teresa. I love you. I love you too. We'll talk soon. Thank you. I love that Janine shared that we can focus on that one question. What can you do right now? As well as reminding us to stay present. That's at the heart of mindfulness. And if we stay focused on now, which is when life is really happening and not on the stories we make up about what may or may not happen in the future, we can all feel better right now. So make a blanket, help your neighbors, volunteer online, donate money. Whatever you decide you can do right now, you're helping others, you're helping yourself, and you're contributing to the greater good. Let's just take a quick moment to focus on right now. Take in a deep, relaxing breath through the nose. Slowly release, feeling the tension slip away. Right here, in this moment, what can you notice? Are there any sounds you can hear? Any aromas to smell? How does the surface you're sitting on feel? Scan your body from the top of your head down to your toes. How does your body feel? What can you see? Notice your breath. How does it feel moving in and out through your nose and mouth? Just relax and breathe normally. If you're well, feel gratitude for your health. If you're unwell, feel gratitude for your healing. Anytime you feel tension building, stop and bring yourself to the present. Focus on now. Life offers too many rich opportunities to just survive it even during challenging times. Our intention is to support you in thriving through a life of purpose and meaning. Until next time, remember to be mindful. If you'd like to see the entire interview, you can visit our website, or if you'd like more information on the My Stuff Bags Foundation, please check out their website at mystuffbags.org. And be sure to join us next week when we talk to Omar Brownson, CEO of G Thanks on the benefits and connection between gratitude and mindfulness. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Please rate this podcast so that others can find us and follow us on social media at work to live A Mindful Moment is written and hosted by Teresa McKee. The Spanish version is translated and recorded by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll, by Josh Kirsch, Media Right Productions. Meditation music, Serenity by Akash Gandhi. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions. Thank you for tuning in.